0: Crisper Roos just keeps on going making discoveries. Not discoveries to them, but discoveries to me. And maybe to you, which would be good. That's why we're not talking about Beyonce. No one can discover Beyonce. Not even the country crowd, okay? Because no one doesn't already know Beyonce. So let's skip Beyonce. Uh, And let's talk today about Taliba Sophia and. Corey Henry a couple really cool albums Uh, one of them is kind of a modified blues, the Sophia Uh, the other is Soul Gospel I've been wanting to do some gospel I listen to a lot of gospel, I really do so uh, I've been wanting to talk about gospel Go Tiger Cats I feel that CFL merchandise is coming on it beats the NFL, which is kind of evil you know Um, All right, Taliba Sophia. What an interesting person. Um, I'll show you an image from Memphis. Um, And the EP is called Black Magic. Um, I'm going to try not to say, um, that's one of my resolutions. Doing this kind of thing will make you pretty damn self-conscious. What an interesting EP. And what an interesting kind of uh, method that went into making this EP. It reminds me a little bit of um, the way artists are working now, often with museum collections. So just to give you an example, my wife, Jane Irish, is working on a commission for the pr- new Princeton Art Museum, or new wing of the Princeton Art Museum. And the way she's prepared for this, it's a ceiling painting, the way she's prepared for this is by rummaging through the images that are available in the Princeton Library the on paper, getting stuff out of the collection, looking at the whole history of printmaking, Western printmaking. Um, and. Uh, And specifically depictions of violence in Western printmaking, whether it's Greek mythological scenes or, you know, war images, etc. And then she's recycling that. She's using material from the collection to make a work for the collection, if you see. Uh, And a lot of people work in that way. Like if you get a commission from a museum or you're doing a show at a museum... You start rummaging through the collection and maybe you make a critical, have a critical engagement, like you reinterpret it in terms of like the omitted uh, racial content or something like that, which you detect in parts, maybe in a back storage room and you start bringing artifacts out. Now, uh, I haven't heard of of that kind of thing in music exactly, but Taliba Sophia has been a... I, this speaks well for the University of Memphis. She's from Memphis, and she's been an artist in residence at the University of Memphis uh, of late. And they own the catalog of a blues label, um, High Water Records. And I think she went through the, the the archive. And I don't think she's covering songs from that catalog, which includes, you know, people like Junior Kimbrough, uh, Jesse Mae Hemph- Hemphill, um, but I think she's reinterpreting some of the lyrics and song styles and performance styles and meanings and context to make this new record, which is, it's I kind of ran into it in the blues section, it could be in the jazz section, it could be in, it's you know, it's got a lot going on. Um, so I found this a fascinating project, it's a historical project, but boy, it comes up with some really fresh sounding new music too. Uh, she's a fine singer and a fine writer. So let's try this one Papa, please, which sounds like an old blues lyric, doesn't it? And it's a problematic lyric here, too, which is what she's exploring in a conscious way, I think, you know? Tricks. Take your shots and shoot sounded pretty fresh uh she's got all kinds of soul references and jazz references in those vocals a lot uh, she sounds like Erica Badu at times right or uh um you know other great uh jazz soul jazzy uh singers of the 90s and Jill Scott maybe and uh, stuff like this but also she's grinding toward this gut bucket blues attitude in some way um and that's not real visible in that "Papa Please," except in the lyrics, right? I've got the fucking blues, which immediately makes this sound new, right? Uh, as well as old. That's what you know. Jesse Mae Hemphill was saying too, like I've got the fucking blues, but she didn't sing the fucking part. Probably, I, I should look up Jesse May again. Some did. All right. So how about this sound? Jack and Jill featuring Yellow P. And Diener by Taliba Sofia from Black Magic. <laughs> Yeah, I like that sound quite a bit. It's not quite a sound I ever heard before, even though it's a bluesy ass gut bucket blues sound with a nice harmonica and stuff. Well, what an interesting artist. Really, and uh you know, I guess rummaging around roots now you do run into this scholarly artist in residence uh quality or persona, which makes sense because if you want to be a roots artist now, in a way, you have to do your research, right? Like you want to do this responsibly. You want to know what the sources are, and uh, she really does. And in a way, she's doing more than paying tribute, though. You can tell she's she's sort of saying, "I feel this in my own life." These gut bucket blues things. Um, uh, Black magic, you know uh, the song, the title cut. Uh, Maybe I won't play it, uh, but it's. I like it because it's, for one thing, it it does have maybe a little bit of an American fiction problem if you're a uh, white interpreter, my pathology. But uh, we live in this black ass city, she starts out with, you know, talking about Memphis and the magic of Memphis. And it's, it's actually a pretty. It's kind of a lovely poem to the magic of Memphis, which could actually be partly a, the magic of other chocolate cities, such as my D.C. back in the 70s. All right. Taliba Sophia. I like to know more and hear more. That's for sure. Okay. I expect... It's the kind of thing that gets you a MacArthur grant and shit like that. Maybe. If you can get over the cuss words and the directness of her lyrics, which I appreciate, though. All right. Let's, uh, oops, I'm supposed to do a transition. Do I even have a harp? I don't. That's my transition to Corey Henry, an album called Church. Well, here's the cover image. I gather that Corey Henry was a keyboard prodigy in church. The kind of kid you get when he's three and you put him at the organ and something amazing happens, all right? Um, Yeah, I do want to talk about gospel music just a little. I've written about it. I'll link a couple things. I just want to give evidence. I'm wearing a cross, which I didn't just put on for the occasion. I was raised by communist Jewish atheists. And I was and I, and I became a anarchist Jewish atheist uh, but I slowly mutated, I got desperate enough. I read too much Kierkegaard. I sort of found God. Gospel music got me there, honestly I don't know if I'm there I don't know where I am, I don't know what I believe, but I don't not believe, and I don't not want to believe. And gospel music of the bluegrass and black gospel traditions uh, was key in changing my mind I love gospel music but I don't love a lot of contemporary gospel and I don't know if you can hear in your head the sound of contemporary gospel this big wash of artificial yeah I don't know I don't love it okay um I like old-time gospel music. It's like, you know, Shirley Caesar is one of my favorite artists that ever lived, right? The Staple Singers. How about Mavis fucking Staples? Uh, Dorothy Love Coates, all right? The great singers of gospel. Uh, Edna, Gall- Edna Gallman-Cook. Okay. I love some obscure ones, too. Corey Henry on this album is doing a pretty old-fashioned, very old-fashioned gospel. You know, soul gospel sounds like it's for the 50s. Uh, although it has many contemporary touches, too, that I, I could describe a little bit. Um, he's um, He is a keyboardist, a keyboard dude. And it sort of takes you a little while maybe to start hearing this. But... Um, th- even this straight gospel album uh, is actually a keyboard extravaganza exploration. Um, And uh, I mean, I love like me some organ soul, you know, some party organ, like Jimmy McGriff and Groove Holmes, right? Booker T. Uh, And he does that kind of stuff to some extent too. But of course the organ is churchy. I love his... Band the funk apostles and his stuff on operation that he calls operation funk because he's not only a gospel artist so let's try just a section of this this is from Corey henry and the funk apostles from operation funk live album from 22 just a snatch Let me lead you, lead your body, let me lead you, mind and soul, let me show you, all the new things that you never It does have a gospel uh, element, too. But these opera- that Operation Funk Live album is really great. Uh, I hadn't heard of this guy until I just ran into this church thing. Because, like I said, I'm looking for gospel to do. Um, so, let's try... Um, Ain't No Use. Featuring Raphael Sadiq. How about some soul gospel, y'all? Yeah, okay. How about that for a classic sound? Um, or a perfect gospel sound? These are all great classic uh, hymns and stuff. Uh, I think they're all that. Maybe not every one of them. Most of them seem quite familiar. You know, it starts with Amazing Grace, which might not actually be the strongest moment. On this 23-cut album, Church, um, a fair amount of it has this kind of flavor ultra traditional gospel flavor. one place you can hear these. he's got a full choir on a lot of these cuts and he's a fine singer too uh even though everyone who writes about him or talks about him emphasizes the keyboards in in slight disguise or, uh, it's a little hard to notice and it's even a little hard to figure out in every case this is really this church album uh by cory henry it is a keyboard album all right and uh so it's surprising like you just start to realize, okay, what am I listening to here? I'm listening to an organ, a piano, a synthesizer, maybe uh, several different synthesizers on different settings or something, uh, all at once. It's, it's like he's creating a keyboard environment, I think. Okay, so like he'll be, you know, like I say, you'll, you'll, there'll be a piano and an organ, maybe with multiple different organ sounds, uh happening you might start to think that the electric guitar you're hearing is actually played on a keyboard i started to think so or here's a synth that sounds like a synth and here's another synth that's set on stevie wonder harmonica or something like that and so i think like actually he's creating a i don't know if you know how much is happening at once kind of like as he takes 16 different keyboards and does things uh or just switches settings or Whatever, but um, it's, it's subtle. It's not that subtle, but this is a keyboard virtuoso album as well as a Glory Be To God album of the most traditional variety, really. Uh, but anyway, so like, just to give you a sense of the keyboard side, he, they do a, he does a song called I Get Joy. I, I, some of these might be originals. I don't remember this one before. But I don't know all the gospel songs, of course. Uh, and then he follows that up with this, like, encore joy reprise as a gospel group might do in a church. You know, like it's everyone, you finish the song and then it sort of continues in a, just like an outro way, you know, and you feel it, you know. Uh, but I think like, so like there's maybe five layers of keyboards here and you start to pick them all out and some interesting things are happening. that's an element of gospel as it happens in church but more keyboards even more keyboards than usual perhaps is he from LA I meant to look that up did I look it up who are, where is Corey Henry um wherever it's from he's from God he's from heaven anyway it's a beautiful uh traditional and very positive vision you know like a, if listening to this album really makes you feel good, as well as reconnecting you to the amazing traditions of gospel music. Um, all right. thats uh, I think that's the 11th episode of Crisper Roots, Corey Henry, and Taliba Sophia. Excellent stuff. Till next time. Run amok.